You're listening to ReachMDXM233, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm Dr. Shira Johnson, your host, and with me today is Dr. Gary Webb, Director of the Philadelphia Adult Congenital Heart Center at the University of Pennsylvania Health System. Dr. Webb, thank you for joining us. Thank you very much. It's my pleasure. Dr. Webb, tell us about adult congenital heart disease. Adult congenital heart disease is a growing part of adult cardiology. And now that 85% of babies born with congenital heart problems now live to adult life. And one of the real challenges for them is that most of these kids were not left with normal circulations after their surgery or their interventional procedures. And about half of them remain at substantial ongoing risk either of premature mortality or of the need for further treatments or of complications either of their original problem or the treatments they've received. The numbers of these patients over the last 40 years has now reached close to a million American adults with congenital heart defects. And this is a patient group whose needs really haven't been met in any very satisfactory way across the country. Typically, where do these patients receive their care? Is it at the primary care level, the subspecialist who treats internal medicine and cardiology, or the community cardiologist? If we take the million patients, we would estimate that about half of them are at low risk of further complications and and half are at medium to high risk of complications. One, One of the real challenges is that just making it to adult life is wonderful, but these people, of course, want to live normal lives and have normal lifespans. And it's a real challenge to be able to string together all the years they want to maximize their possible lives. To a large extent, these folks have been lost to follow-up. Nonetheless, I think one of the most important things is that some expert resources be developed across the country so that these patients are able to check in periodically uh, to see someone who has particular training in these types of conditions. If you're just joining us, You're listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMDXM 233, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Dr. Shira Johnson, and I'm speaking with Dr. Gary Webb, Director of the Philadelphia Adult Congenital Heart Center at the University of Pennsylvania Health System. Given the complexity of the clinical presentations that you described, how are some of these patients lost to follow-up? Is there an organization that resources these clinics for follow-up and treatment? There's a patient and family organization in the USA called the Adult Congenital Heart Association. This group has done a survey to find out where the ACHD clinics are in the United States and Canada and even beyond. And they will be posting the locations of these clinics on their website in July. This will be available to any physicians and nurses through the website achaheart.org. So that anybody interested in seeing if there's an ACHD service in their part of the country can easily identify it uh, through this website or through this organization. So the competent adult care is problem number one. The second problem is that patients and their parents generally have not been well educated about their conditions and what to expect and what the patient's responsibilities are to themselves to see that they get proper care. And this is a process which we call transition, which is common to chronic childhood illnesses that at some point the control of the healthcare situation transfers from the parent to the patient and the patient requires 
information and advice and so on, even in terms of career planning, contraception, education, as well as on medical issues, in order for them to pick up the ball and run with it appropriately. This whole process of education should occur in, during adolescence, and it is one of the weak spots in what we have historically done that these patients have been lost to follow-up in part because they haven't been properly educated about what the future is likely to hold and how they can protect their own health interests best. And these programs are starting to be developed in various pediatric facilities, and unfortunately we don't yet have good models as to how best to do this, but this is an important area to make sure that these patients don't continue to get lost as we go forward. When these patients fail to transition from parental or caregiver disease management to self-care, do they often seek medical care in a more complicated or later stage of illness? Well, that's exactly what happens. I worked for a long time in Toronto in Canada, and uh, we had a large number of patients there, and we would see them once a year on average. And our goal primarily was to anticipate problems, to intervene before problems occurred, and to try to avoid crises. In my experience since moving to the United States and to Philadelphia, the patients that I'm referred are much sicker than the ones I used to see in Canada, and that was because they didn't come out of being lost to follow-up until they went into heart failure or developed some arrhythmia or had a thromboembolic event. And that's not the ideal way to look after these folks to respond to crises. Uh, one, one should try to anticipate and prevent the crises. So we've heard about some of the national challenges with regard to adult congenital heart disease. What are the specific needs of these patients? And what is the Philadelphia Center doing to meet these needs? The Philadelphia Adult Congenital Heart Center is established as a multidisciplinary model to care for these patients. So our goal is to make available all the resources that any patient might need to deal with contingencies that arise in their care. And our program in Philadelphia is a partnership between the Hospital of the University of Pennsylvania and the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, which gives us the opportunity of uh, taking the best of both the pediatric and the adult cardiovascular worlds. We've been running for about a year, and a lot of programs are not going to be able to offer the range of services that we will be able to offer, but some will, and the smaller programs certainly can serve a very effective role in their patient care as well. For example, we need electrophysiology consultants because our patients often have arrhythmias, and because their anatomy and their surgery often has been so unusual, you really need to have electrophysiologists with special understanding of congenital heart conditions, even so that they can manage the technical aspects of doing EP studies or ablations or that sort of thing. And an information around AICD placement, for example, is quite different than it would be for people with acquired heart disease. Another example is heart failure. And in the same way, even though heart failure is not uncommon in adult congenital heart patients, the people with the expertise in it are not the same people necessarily who are used to looking after congestive cardiomyopathies or ischemic cardiomyopathies. And they need special knowledge of congenital heart conditions. And for example, the right ventricle may be the systemic ventricle in some of these patients. And so one cannot even assume that the chambers are hooked up in the proper sequence according to normal people with acquired conditions.
there's a host of other things. Some of our patients will need transplantation. Some will need heart transplants, some heart-lung transplants, and uh, so they need access to those kinds of resources. As I was saying earlier, it's not uncommon for patients to either become pregnant or want to become pregnant, so we need a relationship with a high-risk pregnancy unit with skilled obstetricians and their teams and with geneticists to help advise the patients about the risks and benefits of pregnancy. And then that's a particularly charged issue in counseling women and, and even men about this. If you're just joining us, you're listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMDXM 233, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Dr. Shira Johnson, and I'm speaking with Dr. Gary Webb, Director of the Philadelphia Adult Congenital Heart Center at the University of Pennsylvania Health System. Dr. Webb, walk us through a typical patient first visit to your center. One of the things that they'll experience is that we'll want to get background information on them. It's very important in particular to get operative notes from surgeries that the patient has had. This not only guides our own understanding, but is also very important if the patient ever is going to need another operative procedure. So we spend some time getting background records so we have a good sense as to what is wrong with the patient and what has been done with them. When they come in, typically we do an ECG, a chest X-ray, and an echocardiogram. Another procedure that is particularly valuable is magnetic resonance imaging in many of these patients. And that, in many patients, has become really the gold standard to quantify and define where they stand as a supplement to echocardiography, which clearly remains very important. We sometimes will do cardiopulmonary tests to see what their peak oxygen uptake is, and we know what patients with certain diagnoses should normally be able to perform so we can compare them to their peers in that respect and also use these tests as benchmarks for future reference since we're looking very often at looking after these patients for decades rather than for shorter periods of time, and we're interested in establishing our benchmarks so that we know how the patient is doing in keeping with the idea that if we see decline, we should be looking for the reasons and trying to prevent the decline from continuing. How long did it take for the center to come to fruition, and what other centers exist in North America? Well, I was here for about a year before we opened it a year ago, and we're still in the building phase of it. There are established adult congenital heart programs at Boston Children's, at Mayo Clinic, at UCLA, and in a few other locations in the United States. And there's really quite a host of programs, and now over 50, that have identified themselves in different parts of the United States, many of them small and uh, some of them some of them planning to be comprehensive and large. But all of them are growing. In Canada, the center I worked at in Toronto had been in existence since 1959, much longer than any of the U.S. clinics, and there's been a Canadian regional care system for the last 15 years in Canada, and the U.S. is working to emulate it in its own way. It takes quite a while to build up the expertise. There are very few training positions, either for cardiologists or nurses in this field, and it's very difficult to just learn on the job. It's not something that one can acquire through simply reading. One has to 
go through the experience of looking after these patients. And the caregivers can come from a pediatric background, in which case they have to learn the adult comorbidities or the adult profiles of these conditions, or someone from an adult cardiology background can be involved but have to learn pediatric cardiology and terminology and anatomy and echocardiography and it's a challenge, and the people who work in the field certainly are dedicated to doing a good job with these patients. I want to thank Dr. Gary Webb, Director of the Philadelphia Adult Congenital Heart Center at the University of Pennsylvania Health System, who has been our guest, and we have been discussing congenital heart disease in adults. I am Dr. Shira Johnson. You've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMDXM233, the channel for medical professionals. For comments and questions, send your email to xm at reachmd.com. Thank you for listening.